Hello, all you wonderful listeners. Welcome back to the New Artist Spotlight podcast, where we showcase the best independent artists from all over the world. We've got a fantastic interview today with the multi-talented Kirsten Marilyn. So without further ado, let's jump right in. Okay, everybody. Welcome back to the show. How are you doing today, Maya? I'm good. Thank you very much. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Just counting down the days uh, to, the, to the end of the year, the, the arbitrary uh, calendar date Absolutely. when, when uh, 2021 comes around. I, I feel you. It'll be a year of hope, I yep, think. That's, that's true. Hopefully. Um, our guest today has quite the impressive and diverse resume. She is a musician, actor, and now a vegan human rights activist. Her music has been glowing, re- glowingly reviewed in uh, CC's Corner, which I mean, that is Connolly's Corner, uh, here at New Artist Spotlight, uh, as well as a number of other publications around the internet. Uh, she is none other than Kirsten Marilyn. Kirsten, welcome to the show. How are you feeling today? Hi, thank you for having me. Um, I am feeling a little tired. <laughs> it's early here in New York City. <laughs> um, also, I, my cat was bugging me all night. And I realized this morning why, because I accidentally put frozen blueberries in his bowl <laughs> instead of his food. Um, oh, no. Yeah, I, so from like 4 a.m. until I got up, he, it was like every half hour, he was like, why are there blueberries in my bowl? And I had no idea. <laughs> yeah. But we'll get around to your cat and uh, talking a little bit more about him soon. Uh, why don't you tell us about, about yourself, uh, where you're from, what you're up to, your music? Um, yeah, with music, I just released my album. So, you know, I've just been like, you know, nose to the ground trying to get the music out there. Um, it's been a little over a month since the album dropped. So it's crazy because like in this day and age, you know, it's it's still a new album, but now it feels like it's old in a way because it came out a month ago. Um, but yeah, I've just been, you know, working on getting it on playlists, like, you know, having it on the new artist spotlight playlist is awesome. Um, and yeah, working to get like write-ups and reviews. And um, I started talking to, I'm, I'm actually from, well, sorry, I am Estonian American. My father is from Estonia. I'm I'm from here. <laughs> but being an Estonian American, I've always wanted to, especially since I started to kind of touch on my heritage in my music, um, or at least talking about my grandmother, I always wanted to have my stuff uh, reach that audience, like get um, reviewed or written up in Estonian publications or maybe do like an interview or something over there. Um, so I finally started talking to someone who has that sort of connection. So hopefully going to get some sort of press in Estonia, which would be awesome. Other than that, you know, it's, uh, it's still like tough. Like we just had in New York, um, they just shut down indoor dining. So we're all just kind of like holding our breath, waiting for a complete shutdown again. Um, just really weird times. Like last night I, I, didn't do anything exciting except watch Pirates of the Caribbean. (laughs) 
Yeah, life with uh, life with COVID. Yeah, yeah. I was like, this is Friday night. I'm like, is this Friday night because I'm old or is this Friday night because of COVID? I don't know. <laughs> Friday night in New York City. Yeah. And that's, yeah. yeah. Um, thematically, your music touches uh, on a lot of topics that you don't hear too often in music, at least uh, not that I've come across. Um, sometimes with some pretty intense language. I, I, I think I told you this story, but when your album first dropped, I was listening to it that I think it was the first first or second day it was out in the car and my daughter was in and I accidentally had it on shuffle play. I realize now because it starts out with Algus and then yeah. and then the second song that it actually played was um, feminism is not some radical notion. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> and if uh, I mean, you're familiar with it, but there's kind of a, a, a profanity laced yeah uh, segment of that and my daughter was in the car and i was like oh whoops i didn't i didn't uh i didn't hit skip though i was like eh, it's fine uh, but but that's the cool part right is that i can actually get to talk to you about that in well over the over zoom but that's sort that's of a, that's the cool part yeah. about uh new artist spotlight but anyway and on your instagram you're out you're out pro protesting some of the same subject matter that you talk about uh, in your album there are no cats in america so and you can almost say that your music is a form of protest too maybe uh would you yeah. say that one form has a bigger impact uh over the other or do you enjoy one more than the other um i would say that well let me first say that i do i i, I enjoy the music uh aspect more than the street aspect um I feel an obligation to be out on the street um, just because I, I feel like I need to be, there's so, uh, there's so much suffering in this world and there are so many issues that we need to tackle. And I feel like if I were not out on the street, um, you know, protesting a lot of these things, then I wouldn't be doing everything I could do and I wouldn't, fully be doing my job I yeah I mean music is is something that I'm extremely passionate about I'm uh I'm extremely passionate about the idea that art can move society forward and so I don't want to say that music is um or art is like a better form of protest than street protest I think that people have what they are capable of. And so not everyone can create art or music. So for them, you know, the street activism is the thing that they can do. And I think that, I think it's all equally important. Like we need all these, there's so much to tackle that we need all of these things. Um, so for me, it's, music and street activism, but there are other ways to be an activist as well. So these are the two things that I found work for me and that I, you know, have the ability to do. And there are some forms of activism that I'm like, that's not for me. I, I can't do that. Um, and it, I've had to reconcile with that as well. Like I have friends who do legitimate rescue and I just don't know that I can do that because you really are putting yourself in a lot of danger. Um, you know, it, it crosses a line. It goes from like legal activism to illegal activism. Sure. <laughs> and, um, you know, I, I just, uh, 
don't feel like I'm in a position where I'm comfortable putting myself at risk like that. Um, but there are a lot of people that are, and I commend them for that. So yeah, I wouldn't say that like there's one that's more important than the other. I think they're all equally necessary and equally important. And, um, you know, I really wanted to start using my music to supplement the street activism and just really, um, because, you know, because art can move people in ways that other things don't. So. Yeah. That's a great answer. Great way of putting it. And I, and I, I don't know, are there people that are ever like really mean to you when you're out at, on, on the streets protesting? Absolutely. Like that, like, that would be really hard to take. I feel like, you know, and it's, it's not just, um, it's crazy because I, I do when I'm doing street activism, it is mostly animal rights stuff, but obviously I, I have gone out for black lives matter and we had a whole thing. Um, recently where they were going to put more cops in the subway. So I was out protesting that. And you get to see that a lot of the comments are exactly the same. Um, Whether you're protesting for human rights or animal rights, like it really doesn't matter. If people think that you're doing something that they disagree with, they will let you know. (laughs) And it's so, you know, it's so interesting to me that, that, some of these like nasty comments either tend to be the exact same comment or like a similar comment in a different fashion. Like animal rights activists, we tend to get, oh, you care more about animals than people. And then, you know, the human rights activists, it's like, oh, go get a job, you lazy, whatever. And I'm like, could I be here if I didn't have a job? No, because if I didn't have a job and I was struggling I would be doing everything I could to find a job and pay my bills. Like, I think um, a lot of times as an activist, it, you're sort of privileged to be able to be an activist. Um, people who are really suffering and struggling um, a lot of times can't be activists because they have to figure out how to survive. So I'm like, I, I remember being at the... Um, the cops out of the subway protest and I actually was arguing with this guy. I don't, I don't know why I was doing that because generally I tend to ignore people, but I was arguing with this guy and he was like, cause you know, my comeback to like, um, you know, why don't you go get a job? I was like, well, why aren't you at your job right now? Like, just because I'm here now doesn't mean that I wasn't at my job earlier. I just chose to do this after. And he was like, well, I worked a long, hard day and I'm going home. And I'm like, I worked a long, hard day and I decided to come here. So, <laughs> but yeah, there are, <clears throat> you know, it, does, it doesn't matter really what it is. Um, people like to maintain the status quo. So if anybody is out there trying to disrupt that, people don't like it. Sure. Well, I, uh, commend you for that i really i really commend you yeah exactly i really commend you on the way you i mean you see uh things and your perspective on these matters so um coming back to your music uh and the way it drives a lot of things to you it touches a lot of topics right your these uh, there are no cats in america and uh if you had to pick one song off the album um and call it the most important or most meaningful um to you what uh which which song would you be uh which song would you pick 
Um, I would say The Takers, which was actually going to be the lead single off the album, um, but I had I had been putting Legacy out there as like little teasers, and people started to get it in their heads that that was the lead single, which is not their fault because that was totally kind of what I was doing. Um, and so I went to my producer and I was like, I think that Legacy is a better first single. Um, but only because of the music and and the feel of the song, I was like, maybe we shouldn't put like a really slow ballad as like the lead single. Um, but I, you know, with the takers, I'm calling out humanity for what we are. And it's not, you know, when I wrote it, it was about the our treatment of other living beings on this planet but we also don't treat each other well either. And so I think that that song kind of, in a way, encompasses everything um, to do with the album that, you know, as human beings, we, um, we're just kind of awful. <laughs> and so, I mean, it is sort of a, a pessimistic song in a way. I do call humans monsters. Um, but you know it's like look look at all the destruction that we cause and um you know the way that we treat the planet the way that we treat our fellow humans the way that we treat other living beings it, we are we are the pests we are the invasive species and um you know obviously as an activist i have optimism that we can change maybe it's um false optimism, but, um, you know, these dichotomies kind of exist within me that I'm, I'm optimistic that we can change. And I'm also very pessimistic that we are just awful and everything is terrible and, and we're all going to die soon. No, I, I think, I think your optimism is, is well-placed. I think, you know, slowly, slowly over the years, hopefully people do get better, even if it's hard to see like immediate progress, even even within our own lifetime, but I, I mean, we, we have seen progress on certain issues within our lifetime. And I think I was Absolutely. listening to your album last night too. And I think like, if like, like what you said, humans are monsters, well, there's truth to that. And if there wasn't truth to that, I don't think your music would have like the meaning or impact that it does have because, you know, us and they're listening to it, it's like, wow, it's like, that's some uh, pretty powerful stuff in there. Yeah. And it's, you know, the whole thing is um, that song and the entire album is really more a call to action in a way and sort of um, asking people to look into themselves and, um, you know, how they can, how they, you know, uh, the same as, you know, white people have been asked to look into our own racism and how we were raised in this country anyway, like we've been raised within a racist society. So how could we not be racist? Um, and so it's asking to, for us to look into ourselves introspectively and think like, Oh, wow, I am that. Okay. How can I, how can I change that? How can I fix that? Um, what are the steps that I need to take to not be that? Um, so essentially that's what I'm asking too, is like, okay, if we are monsters, like what, how do we, not be how do we turn that around great yeah I, I uh thank you for for making that album and uh call the call to action like you said uh 
get people to look at themselves and hopefully hopefully develop themselves and turn into better people um when when maya introduced you she mentioned that you're also a, a performer and an actor and i was wondering being from new york city did you ever perform in any any shows on broadway or anything like that or have you been able to do any kind of performing at all since covid um I've done some live stream performances. Um, in terms of Broadway, I actually uh, quit theater acting before I ever got that far. Um, I did do, I was in a touring production of Cabaret um, while I was still in college. And then I did, um, uh, I did Cabaret again up at the Westchester Broadway Theater, which is it's regional theater, so it's like kind of a step down from Broadway, but they get a lot of Broadway actors that um, need to like make their healthcare and stuff. So when I was doing the show up at Westchester Broadway Theater, the show had just closed on Broadway. And so it was a lot of the people from the Broadway show that were um, up there doing the show with me. But that was um, one of the last shows that I ever did. I did one more like uh they call them like equity showcases so you're not really getting paid much i actually got paid in metro cards <laughs> um oh, that's, in that's yeah. interesting but um you know it's for like they you know there's different tiers of contracts and so they were able to get equity members by calling it an equity showcase and that was the last show i ever did um as I was auditioning for a band and I was going to rehearsals with for the show and going to rehearsals for the band um, and then in the end we played our first show and I was like this is what I want to do I'm like I don't want to do that theater thing anymore <laughs> so um, but I have but then years later I started getting into film and TV acting um, and that gives me a little bit more flexibility um, so that I can kind of do both things. Like theater is really tough because you have to give, you have to really, really be passionate about it and you have to give a lot of your time um, for very little money. So yeah, it's, it's, it's rough out there for theater actors. <laughs> yeah. And uh, thanks for letting us know. I mean, sh for sharing all that you did right now, because I didn't know most of the things about Broadway and what goes on at the regional level, as you said. So um, uh, about your album, uh, There Are No Cats in America, you have a song called Like a Dream, and we are going to be playing that on the show today. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about the song? So that was the very last song that I wrote for the album. Um, my, I was telling a friend of mine that I had one more song to write, and she has this initiative called Leave in Peace, and she meets with slaughterhouse workers and tries to get them to consider leaving that job. And um, a lot of them are looking like they don't love killing animals. So a lot of them are looking to leave. Um, but there's just no, you know, if you're an undocumented, undocumented immigrant, like what are your options really? Um, and if you come over here and that opportunity is available to you and you need to you know survive and feed your family that's a it's a job um so she asked me if i would write a song for 
were about the slaughterhouse workers. And so that is what Like a Dream is about. Um, a lot of slaughterhouse workers do have uh, PTSD. They have um, uh, issues with alcoholism and drug abuse because they know that they are killing living beings. And so it really takes a toll on them um, mentally, physically. And so I decided to get into the head of a slaughterhouse worker and write this song. You've really written on some unique topics. I've never heard that one before. So that's, that's awesome, man. That's really good. And um, all right, everybody, this is Like a Dream by Kirsten Marilyn. Last night I cried for you I think I'm losing my mind I can't lie when I look in your eyes A bit of me dies every time Am I wielding the knife? I don't recognize these hands They can't be mine They can't be mine I feel your heart beating I hear your cry Still I carry on Though I know something is wrong It's like a dream Night after night This can't be of you. You'd forgiven my crimes and I tried to look in your eyes. But I just cried every time I held you in my arms. So fragile and small, you did nothing at all to deserve this life, to deserve this life. Sometimes the bottle is healing When I feel dead inside Still I carry on Even though it's all wrong It's like a dream Night after night This can't be real Though I tell myself it's alright Like a dream Take the last breath. 
that was a gorgeous song kirsten um thank yeah thank you uh i was i was listening to it last night too like i said i was listening to to there are no cats in america and i don't know you get you get kind of i got chills listening to that one in particular so i'm glad that's the one you uh you wanted to share today um and i think there's uh out of the left headphone during during the course it's saying like shoot me or something oh no those are we did it in a very doo-wop style so they're just shoot oops yeah it's just shoot oop shoot oh okay okay <laughs> okay i i thought maybe that was it at first but then with like the uh i don't know with the the subject matter gotcha, of the songs gotcha. and everything but yeah it, it uh it uh, you know brings a tear to your eye that song. Um, and I, I saw a post on your Instagram actually too of uh, I think it was a text message maybe between a, a friend of yours or someone you knew and saying that they showed their mom that song and they're like I'm not I will never eat meat again after yeah, hearing that. that. So how, how how cool is that to have like a song have that big of an impact or get that kind of an emotional response? I mean, my response to her was I can go die now. <laughs> Like my work here is done. <laughs> um, yeah, that was uh, um, my friend Jordan. She is uh, one of my producer's other artists. Um, so she is actually a musician as well. And she has music coming out. And she is singing on that song. She's one of the um, backup Shoodoop singers. Um, yeah, when she, when she told me that, I just... Uh, I couldn't even like cry. I I just was like, and I have completed my mission. <laughs> yeah. well, that's drop. a really really powerful song, and uh, you actually have a remix uh, of the song coming out by the time this episode is probably gonna air. Um, can you tell us a little bit about the process? Uh, do you prefer one over the other, the remix over the album version, or anything of that sort? Um, so the remix was done by uh, the Keynotes, which is a friend of my producers. Um, we basically just sent him the album, and we asked him to, you know, choose a song to remix that he felt most connected to, or that he would really, really like to remix, and he chose that one. Um, I'm not going to remember the others, but he chose that one and maybe like four other songs that he was really interested in remixing. Um, and then he actually just did it and sent it. And uh, I, I really loved it. So I was like, this is exactly what, you know, it's, it's so different from the original, excuse me. Um, so I, you know, I'm, I'm always interested to, to hear different versions of songs and especially if they're my songs, like I, I love listening to people um, cover my songs. Not that that's happened too often, but I, I always think that's really cool listening to other people um, perform my stuff, which is fun. I, I mean, I guess I have to say that I like the album version better just because that's my song, but, but yeah. this remix is really cool and it's, um, mm -hmm. it's so different from the original um it's got a very like Katy perry kind of vibe there's um it's very like dance trap uh so it's yeah super super different from the original oh, cool. and i don't know if people are going to sort of get it the way that you know the um the original song really like pushes the message um but I just, yeah, I just love hearing mm -hmm. songs done in a different 
way. So I'm excited for people to hear the remix. So are we, yeah. It's got to be cool to have, uh, like you said, people people doing a remix of your song or uh, or or covers. I always think it's cool when like even even just one of my friends is like singing along to the words of one of my songs. Like, oh, that's so cool. That- yeah, right. I know when someone's like, I have your song stuck in my head. I'm like, great. <laughs> That's why I did it. It's like, uh, <laughs> yeah, like I wrote that exactly for that purpose. Um, besides the Like a Dream remix, do you have anything uh, planned? I guess, like you said, you just you just released uh, There Are No Cats in America. Um, but do you have any anything planned uh, for the future for next year, maybe? Or um, My producer is working on an album of Leonard Cohen covers, so that um, that will be one thing. Um, I'm doing one of the songs on that, and that will be released on his the date of Leonard Cohen's death next year, which I think is sometime in the fall. I don't. I don't remember. I remember the news uh, when he died, but I don't remember when that was. And it feels like it's been about 15 yeah. years since then. Yeah, I can't remember either. <laughs> But uh, that's all the time we have uh, for today. And before you can go, why don't you let us know how we can follow you, where we can find you, and about your socials, basically. Yeah, um, I'm on Instagram mostly. So you can find me at K-I-I-R-S-T-I-N, Marilyn, like Marilyn Monroe. Um, And my website is the same, KirstenMarilyn.com. I'm sort of on Twitter sometimes, uh, not too much on Facebook. I started a TikTok, but I'm kind of terrible at it. So, <laughs> um, but I do have my sketch comedy where we're the at GD vegan SOBs, um, GD vegan SOBS. And we're on TikTok and we've actually been doing pretty well on TikTok. So I'm like, all right, it's fine that like my video has like 50 views because <laughs> we have thousands over on our sketch comedy. Um, You're enjoying some success there. Yeah, I like I tried to make another video uh, yesterday and it got like 11 views. And I was like, I'm terrible at this. I don't know at how to do tried. this. At least you so. tried. I, did, I didn't go that far, you know, that far. So um yeah, I haven't I haven't dived in yet to uh, TikTok. Oh, I don't know. I don't know if that yeah. one's for me. <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, thank you, thank you so much for joining us today and sitting down and, and chatting and sharing uh, your story with us. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you guys for doing this. This is awesome. Of there are no cats in America. No. I want to give one last thank you to Kirsten for being on the show and for being such an awesome person. Uh, it's cool to see how passionate she is with uh, everything she does from her music to her activism to her presence within the New Artist Spotlight community. Uh, really glad she could be with us today. And moving on to announcements now before we wrap up. First, I want to give the weekly reminder that we are still accepting any and all holiday tunes to be added to the New Artist Spotlight playlist. So be sure to get those over to Charles Connolly ASAP as the year will be gone here before we know it. And also be sure to head over to newartistspotlight.org, get caught up on all the latest 10 question interviews with various artists, and be sure to read the latest Connolly's Corner, which features Hold On by Valentine, Valentine Joyce. Excuse me. 
which is an awesome tune. Thanks, Plummy. And one last announcement for today. For the past couple of weeks, we have been holding a mixing and mastering competition for Eddie Eagle's upcoming single, It's Fine. And we are very proud to announce the winner. This is Raven Paradox, and he did a fantastic job uh, to, and, and beat out nine other incredible mixes by some immensely talented artists and engineers. So a huge congratulations to him. Well done. And that about wraps it up. Uh, so let's end the show with a weekly top 20. All right, everybody. Time for the always anticipated top 20. Coming in at number 20, it is Crimson Discord with the song Eve of Destruction. At rank 19, we've got Dejarte Ver. I hope I'm saying that right. Uh, this is by Klaus Otello and Sentir Arbuano. At number 18, it is Chili AF with the song Different Signs. At rank 17, we've got Finding You by Casey Bloom. Bourbon Blues Ensemble gets the number 16 spot with the song Body, Soul and Blues. At rank 15, we've got I Don't Care What the White Man Say by the Nathaniel Project. At number 14, it's the song Mind Games by Tanya Kruzbauer. At rank 13, we've got Music Is by Mr. Odzo. At number 12, it's Harry Devereaux with the song Rewind. At rank 11, we've got System Irrelevant by Finn the Chief. Alright, getting to the top 10 now, and what better place to start than with the number 10 song, and that is Misty Head by our producer and editor, Even Fred's Happy. At rank 9, we've got Said Zedan's X-A-L-I-G-H-A, I'm very sorry I can't pronounce that. And at number 8, it's my wonderful co-host, Maya Matu, with her song, Blue Over You. Charles Connolly's To See My Lover Again takes the 7th spot. And then look at that, number 6, it's me. Plummy, Veronica. Once again, we've got Charles Connolly's Santa's On His Way at rank 5. At number 4, it's the Wizard Sovereign in his song Dungeon. Something to Give by Rod Fritz takes the third spot. At number 2, the immensely talented Marble Waves and Moon and Mars off their new EP. And the top spot goes to Red Mercedes by Alien Melody. Fantastic job, guys. Congratulations to everybody who made it to the top 20 this week. And as a reminder, you can check out all of the new artist spotlight playlists on Spotify and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at NAS underscore spotlight and on Facebook at facebook.com slash NASFANZ. And be sure to check out our website, newartistspotlight.org. And thank you so, so very much for tuning in today. And we hope to have you here next time once again with a brand new episode let's end with alien melodies red mercedes
usually felt this way Usually love don't face me But it's all in my brain And it infiltrates me Pay to all my pain And fill my empty spaces Ride all die all day Catch us in the red Mercedes Never really felt this way Usually love don't face me But it's all in my brain Hey to all my pain Ride all die all day Catch us in the red Mercedes Such a blessing that touched down When I was on the verge of giving up Travel to the ends of the earth for her I'm picking my pivot this way usually love don't face on but it's all in my brain and it infiltrates me hey took all my pain and fill my empty spaces ride all die all day catch us in the red mercedes never really felt this way usually love don't face me but it's all in my brain hey took all my pain In your presence, girl Can I revolve around you, girl? I don't need my eyes To see how much you love me I want you by my side Your hand